We've, We've been, been waiting for you all summer, and we're so glad you're finally here. Woo! Welcome back to Debunked, y'all. I'm Valerie. And I'm Libby. And today is the start of season two. This is so exciting, y'all. I am stoked. Today we have got a great topic for y'all to kick this off. It is debunking Greek life. Yeah, we are super excited to talk about it. It was a highly requested uh, topic that people have wanted us to talk about all throughout season one, and we are so excited to finally bring it to you. And with UNC Rush starting tomorrow, we figured it's as good as time as any to talk about everything Greek life. Absolutely. And I mean, come on. If you're on TikTok, you've seen Bama Rush. We saw that just wrapped up, and we're going to get into... All of that, we're going to have some um, input from our followers. We're going to have personal stories from both of our experiences in Rush and Libby's experience actually being in a sorority, yes. especially at a Southern school like UNC. Yes. Um, but before all that, we got to catch y'all up. I mean, it's yeah. how many months? It's been like three months. It's been three months. Yeah. I mean, a lot has changed in three months. I was going to say, a lot's, a lot's been going on. I feel like this summer's been extremely transformative for me. I, I would agree. say if I could like sum it up in one word, I would say transformative. I think it's a great, it's a great word just in general. I, I would <laughs> definitely agree. It was, I had the best summer I think I've ever had. It was just amazing. So Libby, why don't you kick us off and share with all of our listeners all of the really really amazing and cool stuff that you did or maybe that's going to make my summer seem boring I don't care anyway you go first um, thank you so yeah I got the opportunity to work as a zipline guide in Colorado which uh literally was the best job it was absolutely incredible um literally having being able to zipline as your job is so cool. So cool of you to say that. Um, it was awesome. I met all these, so many cool people um, who are, like, we're still close. Like, it's it's been awesome. I have made so many new friends, met so many people, and I gained so many skills just with, like, living on my own for the first time, um, being mostly financially independent, you know, just, and talking to people, because people can be hard to talk to. Like, there are some there are some interesting people out there, and I've had some good stories from summer, but it was overall amazing. I was outside every day. I got to hike, backpack, cliff jump, raft, paddleboard. I mean, pretty much, you know, everything I wanted to do, I was able to do. So it was it was amazing. So. And I mean, if you guys know anything about Libby, it's that her and the outdoors, I mean, they're synonymous with one another. Oh, so. Totally. Totally. It yeah. Was, it was just awesome. But yeah, Val, what about you? So I was back in Tampa. Um, That's my hometown for those of you who don't know. And I spent my summer first taking Orgo. So Um, That's one word. Um, I don't know how much that applies, (laughs) but no, it actually was a really great experience for me, Um, which is like night and day compared to how I talked about Orgo the first attempt last fall. I was going to say, I was going to say, this is, seems a lot more positive, a yeah. lot more, yeah, um, beneficial. And I think, like, I'm not even going to mention what grade I ended with in either, because that does not matter. 
I feel like I truly learned. I really got a hold of the material. I felt like, you know what? Give me my chem BS already. Like, when I was walking out of USF on the final, Mm -hmm. which I also took with a concussion, which is just kind of funny to me. I was going to say, I was like, that's impressive. (laughs) Very impressive. I mean, I guess also maybe not really healthy, but like... No. Impressive. Don't try this at home, guys. (laughs) Don't try this at home. Yeah. Um, No, but okay. Aside from the concussion, aside from... My really positive experience with Oreo, which was completely unexpected. Yeah, but amazing. Um, amazing, though. So glad. Had a great time. I had so much time with family. I think I prioritized family. Not not that I haven't in the past, because you know how much family means to me. But Absolutely. I think I prioritized just really soaking up that time with my parents and like taking advantage of telling friends, like, hey yeah, I'm having dinner with my parents. They're like, no, I'm not going to go do that. Like, I'm having a movie night. Or even Mm -hmm. just, like, I just want to hang out at home. Yeah. And I think, like, sometimes... I think what happened for me was, like, last summer was so huge. Like, I went to Europe, and I did, like, all of these, like, amazing things. things. And I was so tan and all this stuff. And I had these, like, expectations for this summer. And at the beginning it was hard because this summer looked so different Mm -hmm. than last. Definitely. But I think I really worked on my mindset and now I want to say this summer was better. That's amazing. Um, Because again, transformative. And aside from like family or go whatever, I had an internship at Tampa General Hospital. Super cool. Uh, I got to work with some phenomenal pediatric physical therapists and really saw what inpatient care is all about. So if any of our listeners have questions about that, my DMs are open. Um, go ahead, message me. I Talking about PT like so puts cool. a smile on my face every <laughs> single time. Um, and then I also got a part-time job at Lululemon. Nice. I wasn't planning on working this oh, summer. Like, I was, how did it go? How was it? It was amazing. Okay, good. Because one of my friends really um, works there and she loves it. It is honest to God, like... You know how you idealize Disney World? Like, not what it... You don't... It's not what the reality of working at Disney World would be. But, right. like, the idyllic, romanticized right. Disney World. Like, right. I want to work there. Like, that's how Lululemon feels Amazing. every single day. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> um, I actually... One thing, one huge takeaway I have from my summer with Lululemon was we do these things called clearing at the beginning of our shifts and we also do a connection question during our check-ins at the beginning so clearing what we do is basically the manager starts our check-in with does anyone have anything to clear and what that means is is there anything that's holding you back from being completely present and Mm -hmm. in the moment here only like really focused too right right And I had never, like, I've always heard of, like, mindfulness, things like that. But I thought this was a really cool take on mindfulness. Absolutely. It can be applicable anywhere. I mean, I feel like that's really great. Like, obviously, it's, like, it's a job. Like, it's Lululemon. So, like, you know, haha, yoga. Like, it's, you know, has that, like, like, stereotype. Like, oh, like, yoga, cool. Like, mindfulness. But I feel like that can be really applicable, like, in anything, any kind of group work, any kind of workplace, even just like check in with yourself. I think it's a great, it's a great exercise. And it's really crazy because I also like, I just presented it. Um, we had our like exec meeting for active minds and I told them all like, I want to do clearing at the beginning of every meeting. That's so cool. And even like I've seen in my day to day, like on my drive to school, 
I'm like, once I park, I think to myself, I literally physically say in my head, do you have anything to clear? Mm-hmm. And that's so, I just, it's unlocked like a new level of mindfulness for me. Oh um, and then with connection, I just feel like it's like a random question. Like okay. if you could see a statistic about your life, what would you want it to be? I personally said, I want to know how much I've spent on clothes and Starbucks. Like, that is so shallow, but I really want to know because I think fair. it would be a reality check. Fair. <laughs> um, I mean, fair. Yeah, but that's kind of, like, what that looked like for me. Um, aside from that, got the stomach flu at the hospital, of course. Um, apartment wasn't done to move in on time, so I was homeless for a little bit, uh, at least for the school year. But now I'm settled. It's beautiful. McKinley's family is a godsend. We're we're recording in um, the condo. I know. I was like, wow, look how fancy-smancy this is. We need, like, one of my roommates, Clara, she was like, we need a more fun name for it because, like, our guy friends live in a house together and it's the top floor of, like, a quad... What, quadruplex or what do they Quadru- whatever they call it? Yeah, I know. You know, like yeah, there's yeah, four you know there's four about. units, yeah, whatever. Right. But since they're the top floor, they called it the penthouse and then shortened it to the pent. So they have like a cool little name. So now okay. we need one. You'll come up. With if one. you guys wanna, evolve. if you guys think of something, we'll take it too. It will. But once we had a home, thank you, McKinley's family. Um, it's been a lot better. And I Great. think, like, that was definitely the most stressful part of my oh, summer. I can't imagine. That's um, so stressful. Yeah, I mean, finding out that you're going to be homeless for like, six weeks hey, is never easy. Hey, um, oh, right. Oh, but, okay. at least for me, I feel like that covers my summer. Like, completely. That's, in a nutshell, yeah, yeah. what I experienced. It's um, amazing. A lot of moving parts, but yeah. a lot cool. of good, too. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds so fun. Like, so much, like, fun stuff. For sure. And so, like, yeah. a lot of, like, different things, too, which is awesome. I like and that. I, exactly. Like, I think we both, I mean, we, we agree on basically everything. But, like, <laughs> one thing we, I feel like one thing that's very prominent is, like, our need for diversity, newness. Definitely. Like, I don't love just being in the flow of, like, and it's kind of weird because I feel like as an organized person... Like, someone who likes to keep a planner, likes my lists and everything. Right. I also need change. Absolutely. I feel the same way. I feel like people, like, are most, like, people that, like, are, like, planners. Like, they like a routine. It's, like, the same routine every single day. And I feel like for me, and, like, this could be wrong, but, like, definitely chip, like, chime in. But I, I need something to be different. And, like, that can be as little as, like, walking a different way to class. Or, I don't know, making a different kind of coffee or something. But I just, I, I don't like the same things all the time. Yeah, I, I didn't. What is it? I wasn't used to that way. I think it's just since I've gotten to college, I'm like, I don't want to be. I feel like I'm in a rut. Oh, I was a things. change hater until oh, freshman year. Yeah, completely. Definitely. I totally. know I've talked about that yeah. a little bit on here, but before we get into Greek life, last thing I want to say is, in regards to the condo and this room that <laughs> I'm living in, um, we were just talking about like things around my room because obviously this is the first time Libby's seen it. Like it's it's, it's honestly not even fully unpacked yet, which is also uncharacteristic for me. But we were talking about um, like my favorite part of the room, which is like this full length mirror I got from Target, and it's gorgeous, and I'm obsessed with it. And then I was just like like Libby was admiring it. I was like 
This is a big upgrade from those $10 oh. body dysmorphia over mirrors the, from Target. That's why I was in our room last year. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I know I don't look like this. And I'm like, I look, like, it's like I made my head bigger. It was just like, I was like, I don't look, like, I look weird. Like, and you, like, know that, but it still like, messes with you. So this mirror is so much better. So much better. I was so harsh on myself about that freshman year because I yeah. didn't realize that it, like, the mirror itself... It's, not, it's $10. Like, it's not a good mirror. It, so. it completely, like, it... Yeah. It was, like, disformed after, like, a week. Like, yeah. it kept changing forms. No, but, like, yeah. And, like, the humidity, I swear, it does something to it. Oh. Or, like, the moisture or something, like... Yeah, no, word. it does. The, the, temperature, the, the moisture, temperature, the moisture, everything. Is, no. And then, what was so funny is I told Clara... Clara was my freshman year roommate as well. Mm-hmm. And I said something to her one day about it, and she was like... Oh, really? It's the mirror? I thought I just gained, like, 10 pounds. And I was like, what? No. I was like, and you've been living with this in your head? And you didn't tell me? <laughs> it's anyway, anyway. Um, I, I'm sure many of you can relate to the body dysmorphia mirror. But, um, target, you yeah. know, one day when you have a home and you live on your own and whatever, you, you too, you too can have a normal a mirror. Nice normal mirror. <laughs> Okay, Libby, let's get us kicked off on this conversation about Greek life. So, last week, uh, Val and I had a great idea, which, if we do say so so ourselves, um, (laughs) to ask some of our followers on Instagram, um, what are your perceptions of Greek life? Uh, Good, bad, everything in between? And I would like to preface this Greek life episode, conversation, whatever you will. Um, I think... There are a lot of great things that Greek life does. Definitely. I also think there are a lot of not so great things Greek life does. This is not an episode to be completely negative nor completely positive about the reality of it. We just want to open up the conversation and normalize talking about kind of the ins and outs of Definitely. Greek life and yeah. some things that, you know, for some of our freshman listeners who are maybe even rushing right now, like, right. or maybe they feel like they're in a rut and feel like if they don't complete rush, they're not going to have friends. Like we, I mean, we're called debunked for a reason. We kind of want to talk about some of those misconceptions and just share, at least from our experience and our followers, like, right. What what even is Greek life? Right. You know? We're not here to be what the Alabama Rush documentary thought. We all thought, okay, guys, we all saw the trailer. We all thought it was gonna be this expose. It wasn't. We can talk about that later. That was but that was a hundred percent bunked of them. That was so, <laughs> so clickbait. So clickbait. <laughs> I didn't like it. I still watched it. Of course, I watched it. I but didn't. Anyway, it was not good. If you haven't watched it, don't watch it. But basically, we're saying we're not here to be what that what we all thought that was going to be. No, um, there are great things. It's it's honestly just kind of a commentary about Greek life because it is yes. so prominent in American culture and it is so influential in a lot of ways. And so we just wanted to talk about it. And um, after we get through kind of what our followers have been saying, um, one of the things we'll talk about is our perceptions of Greek life when we were in high school versus how they've changed since coming to college. And I think like, I'm really excited for that part considering that 
all of my friends who were older than me who did rush rushed at SEC schools in Florida, like with UF and everything like that. Um, and now I'm at UNC and it's actually so different, but yeah. yeah, So I think, um, we could just go back and forth and like, just let's share what great input and insight that our followers have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, go ahead, kick us off. For sure. So I just had a couple people. We're obviously going to keep them anonymous. Um, I'm going to paraphrase, you Mm -hmm. know, all that that good privacy things that we care about. Um, We love respect and privacy. We love confidentiality. We love that. It's such good psych practices, too, for my psychology majors. Our department would be so proud. Our department would be so proud of us. You're welcome, Dr. Griffin. Um, But um, first, I had someone comment, just say that it was fun until it wasn't. Um, You know, stay away from those really negative people, and it can really be a blast. So I thought Mm. it was a really interesting comment. Um, There was kind of something along those lines that I had. And um, this follower said that it's a great way to network and meet some fantastic people, but there's also a lot of not so great people you meet along the way. And because of that, the whole system itself kind of makes you realize what type of person you're going to be and whether it's going to be a good or bad one. And I thought that was an interesting perspective. That's great. I liked every, like, that's a great perspective of, like, because, yeah, you meet so many cool people and you're able to network and, you know, meet other people through those people that you meet in your organization. But, yeah, you also meet some interesting people that maybe are not, don't really hold your values and... Mm-hmm. It is kind of, yeah, you just kind of have to take a look at yourself, like, okay, is this representative of my values? Do I like who I am mm-hmm. in this place? And, you know, just, I don't know, it's, that's interesting. And I think also because, at least from my perspective, oftentimes you could kind of think of certain traits of each house individually and each, like, Absolutely. sorority, each fraternity, whatever, um, and say something, like, generalized about them, but in reality there's still such a vast group of people with such different experiences, um, different lived experiences, financial situations. There's, there's honestly a lot. Um, it's a lot more than just a couple words that you could say about each house, um, which I think goes back to that good or bad people. Like there's, there's a mix of people. And I think like in any organization, you're going to have that. Um, but it's interesting because when you're in something that, you know, says like, these are your sisters and stuff like it's putting that more personalized connection on it. So I think it just adds another layer of expected or intended closeness. Um, yeah, that's just my thought on that. And I think also, I think we, we didn't have to clarify this earlier, but we're talking about Greek life. We're talking about Panhellenic um, sorties. So, um, those are, you know, your sorties like you know, to name off a few, Chi Omega, Pi Beta Phi, Kappa Delta, those type of uh, organizations. Um, there are so many other organizations out there that are cultural organizations, that are just service organizations. I'm in one of the, you know, there's a ton of other organizations that are, you know, are out there that are also great. However, I think, you know, it's important to note we're focusing on solely this part of Greek life just because that's our personal experiences. Um, but at the same time, there are also so many other organizations out there that are cultural organizations that are, um, like your major oriented, all that kind of stuff. And those are also awesome opportunities. And they're still considered and Greek life. And they're still considered so, Greek life. And there are, yeah. you know, there's similarities and differences, I think with all of them. Um, but 
I'm glad you made that point. I was thinking about it as we were talking about it, that it is important to make that distinction, that this is not a blanket statement for all Greek life. And yeah, I'm in a professional fraternity. You're in Mm -hmm. a service one. Like Mm -hmm. there's, when we talk about Greek life and reference it, like Libby said, Panhellenic and I want to say it's like inter, the IFC IFC Interfraternity inter, inter, inter Council. Council I'm basically a brother anyway <laughs> okay your turn anyway um and so another person says that um you know there were always like things that I w- could be involved in if they wanted to um they met some good friends that they still live with now um, but they're also met some people that were just really mean um, for no reason, and it felt a little clicky. Mm. So I felt like that was a good, that's good positives and negatives, and I, you know, I've, I've heard that from a lot of different people, honestly, so. I think most of the responses I got were a solid mix right. of both great things and not-so-great things to say. Um, this next comment was so important I feel like highlights a very important um I don't know if I should say issue or topic matter in general but this follower said that they wish it wasn't so expensive because they felt as if they were being deprived of an experience that they are not able to have since they don't have as much money as some others do um but then they go on to mention it looks very fun and I think Sometimes when I talk, I don't know, I think during rush every year or recruitment or whatever, whatever you want to say, call it, yeah. um, I think what's been interesting, at least from my lens, is seeing how my friends, especially at like different schools, right. what they post on Instagram, social media, mm-hmm. and then what they post on their private stories and it's tell me on FaceTime. Different. It's because different. there's a discrepancy, and I think, like, yeah, it does look very fun. Um, and some of it is. Some of it is super fun. As someone who, yeah, who is beyond Greek life, like, some of the stuff is awesome. <laughs> I just great. think sometimes not enough people talk about, like, all the ins and outs. I think when you, a lot of people who go into the Russian recruitment process go in somewhat blind to some of issues that might exist um which is kind of why we're highlighting them today but as someone I mean we're both out of state Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. even though I'm keeping this anonymous who said this they're also an out-of-state student and let's be so honest out-of-state tuition that's not really affordable it is so (laughs) expensive I so beyond expensive I feel very fortunate and privileged that through scholarships and other means it was Um, a good decision and a feasible decision for myself and my family. But I remember before I even rushed something that was in the back of my head was this is another large cost on top of my already very expensive education. That's definitely, yeah. And I also feel the same way. Like I feel very privileged, so grateful to be able to have this experience just to even be at UNC in general. Right. Um, you know, it's especially for, you know, when you have sorties that have houses, not every school has sorties with houses, but, you know, live out dues and live in dues are different. So they're expensive either way. But if you live in, I mean, that's more money you're paying. And, you Mm -hmm. know, sometimes it works out more financially just because it does have meals and housing and things like that. But Mm -hmm. either way, it's, 
It's an added cost, and it's it's yeah. really expensive. A very large added cost. Very large added cost, definitely. And it ranges a lot, especially some of those SEC Southern schools. Um, I like can't even fathom. Some yeah, some out of st- or some live out do. So that means you're not living in the house are upwards of four to five thousand um, dollars. And if you're living in the house, it's more. Obviously, it's about. Usually double that, I think, is kind of um, what I've heard. And that's per semester? That's per semester. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not even per year. So, it's um, obviously, it's a great experience um, for people that that's they want, you know, they fit kind of in that group mm-hmm. of experience. Um, but it is really expensive. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot to pay for something <laughs> just in general yeah. right absolutely um let's get one more comment from each of our followers respectively and then we could kind of move into perceptions definitely so another follower um just said that everyone was really nice um but it was super expensive to continue and sometimes it just felt kind of surface level so again on par with exactly what we've been saying um honestly that's pretty much most of the comments I saw here that, you know, open mind and positive with that Mm -hmm. negative balance as well. And the last comment I'm going to share, I feel like really packages it all up in a bow really well. Um, This follower says, I could write a book. Yeah. For better or for worse, that's a powerful statement. And I think that that's the perfect segue into our perceptions. So Libby, from your perspective, your experience in Colorado, um, tell me when you were in high school, what was the general conversation about Greek life? Mm -hmm. What did you think about it? And yeah, just go, go where you want. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like in high school, I guess I didn't really talk about Greek life too much. Like with my friends, I, most of my conversations are about cross country or who's dating who on the cross country team because that was so much drama. Mm. So if you were on the cross country team in high school, you understand. <laughs> um, but um, I so growing up, my mom was in a sorority. Um, she was a pie fi at the University of Kansas. Um, all of my cousins were in sororities. They were Chi Omegas. They were also in pie fi. Um, you know, those two sororities were I think pretty much. All my whole family, minus I think a couple were uh, Kappa Kappa Gammas, but uh, most of the women in my family are or were in sororities. So I feel like growing up, I, I kind of had this like, I felt torn because part of me was like, okay, I feel like they had this experience of very like Greek life, you know, kind of what you think of not like stereotypical, but just very like, you know, they had a blast in Greek life and they were, you know they were dating someone who was in a fraternity and it was, you know, just kind of things like that. And that's not everyone. That's not definitely not all my experiences, but that's from the outside. That's kind of what I saw. So it's like, okay, like, I don't know if I really want to be in Greek life, but I feel like it's kind of what everyone else has done. So I feel like I should do it too, or just try it. Especially like my mom really encouraged me. She never forced me. She was really respectful about it, but um, she was like, it just might be a good option as especially someone coming from out of state who I don't Obviously you've, you've been here you've heard this I didn't know anybody coming in um but for me yeah I just I didn't really know how to feel because I you know I saw my cousins who had this awesome experience and they were in you know living in these beautiful houses and it just looked awesome for one but it also you know I did kind of understand those stereotypes that still exist which 
you know, as someone, you know, belonging to a Greek organization, I don't necessarily agree with all of them. I think they're amazing people in every organization that you could find, like really anywhere, it's the same. Um, but yeah, I just, I was very torn, I guess. Um, but Val, what about you? What, are, what were your thoughts? Did you think you were going to join one right away? Did you want to rush mm-hmm. freshman year? All that, all that stuff. Such a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it really is. It's it is. so, I feel like honestly, this episode might even turn into a two parter. We'll see how it goes. Cause there's just, I feel like there's a lot to say. There is. Um, so in high school, Growing up in Tampa and specifically growing up at um, a school where basically everyone went to UF and FSU, mm-hmm. already that was kind of like, that's almost the expectation. Like, right. you finish high school, you go, you're a null or you're a gator. Like, right, and then right. also, like, all of my friends' parents were nulls or gators or bulls or, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, mm-hmm. they're... Um, a lot of people in Florida have been in Florida for a while. And I think that's like a common misconception. Every I feel like, Oh my God, I could talk about, well, there's so, I'm not even getting into Florida right now. <laughs> um, anyway, that's not why we're here. But I also think at both FSU and UF, there's a heavy push to be in Greek life and multiple people who I know who go to UF, specifically because Gainesville, if you're not familiar, is, it's swampland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's a college town, but around it, it is literally swampland. And that's why they call it the swamp. Like, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. nickname for it. Mm-hmm. There's not really much to do. Um, so, so many people have told me at UF, it's basically Greek life or no life. And I really hate that saying, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like, for certain people, if they hear something like that, they those schools are crossed off their list. Right. Or for others, they're only going for that reason. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, it's important to be involved in really everything in college. Do all kinds of things. Try new things. But you're there for your education, number one. So that should be your Absolutely. driving decision. Absolutely. School is very important. Um, school yes. is extremely important if that's your path. Right. Right. If you're going to college, that should, like, your education's your number one priority. Definitely. That's not don't have fun. It's just be smart and Balance. remember why you're here. Balance, Balance. exactly. Balance is um, But everyone, like, and their parents, literally everyone and their mother mm-hmm. um, was in mm-hmm. a sorority. Mm-hmm. And what's so funny is my, in my family, not many people are in Panhellenic. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say I have more family who were in fraternities than family who were in sororities. Okay. Um, and I have a large family. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that was never the vibe in our family. My mom rushed at Ohio University when she went. Okay. She had a poor experience. Actually, not a poor experience. It was just very eye-opening for her okay. and very much not her vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like in some ways she was like, don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. But because I grew up around so many people who have been thinking of rush and sorority since they were in diapers, um, you know, because their mothers were in it or their sisters or whatever, whoever, right, right. I think that I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to rush. Um, right. 
Right. But then I was like, no, I don't. I'm my own person. I'll decide if I want to or not. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, when I decide to go out of state, that was already kind of like taboo for people. Like, <laughs> no one really goes out of state, mainly because Florida provides generous financial aid at their mm-hmm. public universities, um, which makes it difficult to leave. But I think, like, I was already out on my own. And then I thought, you know, a lot of people, if you ask PNMs, which is potential new members, um, if you ask PNMs, why are you rushing? A lot of them will say to meet people and make friends. Yeah, definitely. I was confident in my ability to do both those things. Um, and being out of state, I was like, shoot, I don't know a single person, but that doesn't scare me because I know I'm bound to make some kind of friends in right. college. Right. Um, I wouldn't have had friends up till this point if I was that bad or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, but so I decided not to rush my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And to be so honest, I'm so glad I did. I did end up rushing sophomore year. Um, my perception of Greek life changed a lot mm-hmm. because I think it looks very different at a school like UF FSU. A lot different from what it looks like here. Definitely. Um, and I honestly, you know, no shade to any of my Florida guys and gals. I love you guys. And I know you guys love your organizations. But I personally, for me at least, prefer what the Greek life culture looks like here. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I ultimately decided to give it a chance. That's why I did here too. I had, I had no desire to at any other school. Um, I just thought, okay... It's smaller here. It's a it's a southern school, but it's like fourteen percent of the population is in Greek life compared right. to seventy or something at Alabama. I mean, I, I, that's a made up number, but you know, yeah, we, you know, you see, yeah. mo- way more people are involved. At least it appears to At be seventy percent. Who knows? I yeah. not trying to spend, spread false news, but no. um, but you know, it's it's different, and I think it was a little bit more chill, and that's what was more attractive to me. Yeah, but. and I and I have a similar um, perception of it, and that is why I ultimately decided to rush because, right. and it wasn't like I needed it. I didn't feel like I needed to be in a sorority. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I love a lot of things about it. I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring right. because you know what? My mom, my mom told me something very valuable when I was young, and that was. Um, <laughs> well, she told me lots of things, but <laughs> the one I'm specifying now is that she said, you never want to live your life wondering what if. Right. What if I would have rushed? What if I went out of state? Et cetera. The list goes on. Um, And so ultimately, I did decide that, you know what? Part of me really thinks that this could be for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, even though I didn't end up joining, I still feel like there are a lot of elements that are so me. And Mm -hmm. there are a lot of houses that I would still be so honored to be associated with mm-hmm. um but ultimately for who I am and just overall like what I'm doing I, I I'm busy I yeah. wouldn't I am like I invest everything into the things I do the people I'm around all that and I knew I didn't have the time I didn't have the resources I just I knew I couldn't commit to myself or commit to commit myself to it and also honestly I did say like it could be for me Mm -hmm. but also at the time I was like I don't think this is as for me as I once thought it could be right Um, right but I needed to see that for myself and that's why like I encourage girls rush if you if you're considering it 
try it because you could also drop rush you and you could also yeah, cob <laughs> like nothing that's the thing about college like you can drop stuff very quickly here which is not to say like if you you know don't just quit on people i also find that in college where people will just like mm-hmm. make commitments and don't fall through them but if you mm-hmm. don't like something in college that you're involved in it is so much easier to quit and drop it because one people understand they get it, everyone's busy but also it's not worth it you know so right that's the beauty of it but I do want to highlight um, just one quick shout out to, I think by the time that this is airing, most Rush will be done at most schools. Yep, Rush, um, will, be for, done, Rush will be done at UNC. At least here, yeah. Yes. Um, and I know some of the Florida schools as well and other places, but I think a common question that I've heard from people <laughs> um, is kind of along the lines of, I rushed, I did not pledge. And now I feel like my social life is shot. It is not. It is, it is not. not. Um, I think so much more. There's there so, is so much, much more. more out there. I think especially for freshmen rushing, yes. Especially at UNC where recruitment is during the first week of school. Which I have ugh, qualms about. Okay. <laughs> As someone who did recruitment That's last tough. year from like the sorority side, it was so... I really felt like... It didn't set off my, like, my semester on a wrong foot, but I just felt so drained already the second week into the school mm-hmm. year, and I was just like, dang, we're two weeks in, and I... The guy should be feeling this like, way. I feel like how I yeah. am eight, eight weeks in or further, so it right. was... It's brutal, and especially for those freshmen, I'm like, you're trying to figure out your classes right. while also rushing, and that's yeah. extremely stressful, extremely emotional. And I think that, exactly, it is emotional, and it is stressful, um, and it's just a lot. It's a lot. And... <laughs> I just, um, I want to highlight that because since, especially with it being like one of either the first week or the first couple weeks, whatever it is, if you decide not to pledge and you're like, wow, I just spent the last week plus of my life dedicated to this. I didn't end up joining it and I haven't really had time to dedicate to making other friends. All hope is not lost. Realistically, most of the time you make you're going to meet so many people in college. You're going to make so many friends in classroom settings, in organizations, at random, just the most random places. You never know where you are going to meet your best friend. Oh, yeah. And that is the beauty of college. And also, most friendships change so much after the first semester, first month even, first first year. Like, nothing you did or didn't do in the first two weeks of college is going to define the rest of your journey. And I am a firm believer in that. I definitely am. I've met so many people from my organization and that, and they're awesome and they're amazing and I love them so much. And I've met a lot of people that aren't in my organization from joining other clubs, you know, getting involved in other things or just random places like class or I did an outing for outing club. And now I, you know, she's my like best friend, you know? So it's just stuff like that that you just, you never know. And so all hope is not lost. You will still have a social life. You can still do so many fun things. Um, and you can COB too. There are also options. If you really want to join a sorority, you can see a lot of sororities will do COB, the continuous open, open bidding process after, um, which is a lot, it's a lot more chill. It's a lot more chill. It was so nice. It was Mm -hmm. so much easier. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, where, the way, you know, when people, sometimes people will be like, oh, you're in a sorority, or like, what sorority are you in, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, oh, I'm not, and it's like, 
I don't like get looks or anything because it's not it's not like that. Right. But I um I always tell them like oh I'm kind of like Greek life adjacent because I love going to like date functions and parties and mixers right. and you know um like fundraisers and philanthropy events like I love going to stuff with my friends and supporting my friends in Greek life and mm-hmm. their organizations and their friends there. Um, I'll always get dressed up for a formal right. or a sunny like so, or, it's fun. It's and, fun. you know, yeah. do all that. But at the same time, like, I'm not, I'm not in it. Like right. I have, I would say half of my friends are in Greek life, half aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just this, it's a nice mix. And then also, even though you didn't pledge, like I have so many friends from all grade levels here that I made during rush, Mm -hmm. which was only like a week or two. And I still talk to them. I get coffee every now and then Mm -hmm. we text all the time. We do things together. And I think like, that's the other thing that doesn't mean that all of your friends, like if a bunch of your friends decide to join and you didn't. Okay. So now you just also get to be Greek life adjacent. If you want go to things with your friends, but not necessarily have that as your day to day commitment, I guess you could say. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. I, def- I totally agree. I Yeah, I think, again, Greek life is a great opportunity, um, but it's not a requirement. And I think since we're coming up around 40 minutes, um, we're going to wrap this as our part one for Greek life. And we will be recording a part two literally right now, um, but you guys will have to wait a little bit for it. Um, but... We really hope that you enjoyed this kind of part one of debunking Greek life, talking about what is the Greek life we're talking about, what are our networks saying about it, and what were our perceptions of it in high school, and how have they changed in college? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Libby, do you want to kind of get into what we're going to be talking about in part two? Yeah, so in part two, um, we're going to talk more about the actual sorority functions and sorority things, you know, um, kind of one Bama Rush and the TikToks and how social media has had such a big influence on Rush. I mean, I see TikToks of people of like 40 year old women who are like super invested in Bama Rush and, you know, people that we get invested to like Bella Grace or Morgan or other people that if you watch TikTok and you probably know who these people are. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about, you know, kind of that pressure to buy a lot of stuff for Rush. And mm-hmm. work kind of all those hidden costs. All those hidden costs. And when you are in a sorority, you know, finding a date for a date functions and party culture and, um, you know, just once you're in Greek life, kind of those kind of things that people still talk about, but I don't think they talk about enough. So we're going to just kind of debunk some of those things again, keeping it pretty pretty neutral but just something to talk about food for thought absolutely lots to look forward to so uh we hope to have you guys back for our part two and many more episodes to come um i'm personally so excited for what this season's going to bring very shortly you will see um probably one of the most exciting pieces of news of my entire life um, I'm like and, giddy. I'm yeah. so excited. I'm so excited. I feel like you're gonna combust. Like if you have, <laughs> if you so say excited. anything else about yeah. it. Um, yeah, we're gonna be teasing some stuff that you guys are not ready for in the best way. Yeah. Um, so yeah. All right, and with that, uh, please join us on part two. But we hope you've enjoyed part one. Thanks for joining us today. Bye, guys.